good. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Chicken and the Nuggets. My name is Jacob Rupp. Joining me, as always, via satellite, uh, parts unknown, Noah Reynolds, everybody. Hi, Jacob. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. It is election night in America. We have live coverage of various things and issues. So thank you for joining us. Democracy is at stake. Jacob, it's good to see you. Um, you know, um, voting, it's, it's your duty. Uh, <laughs> it's your, um, it's your poo-poo. You know, it's your poo-poo. Your poo-poo. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I hope everybody is, um, doing, doing the right thing tonight. Um, and could Jacob, I, could I just, for, for real quick, uh, comedians, uh, are very serious about voting this year. Uh, this making me want to zag really hard. I'll tell you that. Uh, well, I am not, I never vote because I just tell people <laughs> to vote because I think that's, I think that's what, um, we, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I lost the riff, Jacob. Um, I I'm, didn't know I'm just people voting for sexy Lauren Boebert, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know you moved your address. You have a P.O. box in Grand Junction just so you can vote for her. So that's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome to the show, everybody. This is Chicken and the Nuggets. And of course, we are not political. We do not try to divide. This is not a polarizing show. We talk about the two best things in the world, which is professional basketball and different kinds of chicken. And that's the show. Thanks for joining us. How are you, yes. Jacob? I'm doing pretty good, Noah. I'm surviving. I um. I, I have a, had a big weekend of chicken and uh, Denver Nuggets. Um, I'm excited to talk about the Nuggets. I don't know if, if listeners last week, uh, we just talked after the Lakers loss. And I was I was like, well, let me see how I feel after the next week. And the Nuggets went 3-0. So I'm excited to talk about them. Um, I'm excited to talk about chicken, Noah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited to talk about elections. You say we're not political, but maybe this is the episode that we, uh, we turn the corner. What What are you watching uh, mostly? Are you, are you you're looking for Beto to win? Or are you? I think, um, yeah, I'm betting some... on Beto, which is a shirt mm-hmm. that I make and sell um and um actually that's it he's kind okay. of my big guy he's the only guy i want to win i voted him for everything next time i need to let you explain to me or just vote for me because uh i it, it, it's like everything's the more confusing like i thought we already decriminalized uh mushrooms and one of them's like hey but now it's medicinal and also decriminalized again so i don't know if that like cancels out it's supposed um, to it's supposed to confuse people jacob don't worry about it it is confusing um and i'd be happy to vote for you i vote for uh, several people in my life i have a ton of votes um so that's something that um go ahead a friend of the podcast nathan lund's around you did he vote is he a voter he he did he did um nathan lund is here he did vote he told me he voted for the mayor of trinidad which was a dead cow and uh oh yeah big truck he's quoting his own bit (laughs) nathan lund sitting here Mm -hmm. next to me friend of the podcast staying quiet Mm -hmm. (laughs) not allowed not allowed to talk no plug at all (laughs) no plug Oh, golly. Um, it's important. We live in the greatest country in the world, Jacob. Um, you know, basketball are may, may be more popular in China, but they certainly don't get our rights. And yes. maybe that's where we'll leave it. I don't know. I think that is where we'll leave it. And not to be too mean to Nathan Lund, but uh, if you're listening to this uh, Wednesday, November 9th, you can catch him at Comedy Works New Talent Night <laughs> last night. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> 
shout out to Nathan Lund. And if you're around, uh, you can do that. Uh, <laughs> I hope you did that. Yeah. Also, last week, Noah, we mostly talked about you being in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And relatively high spirits. I'm not sure how to transition into this. Yeah, uh, no, no. But no, um, maybe. Maybe walk us through uh, your Mexican experience a little bit and maybe why you love voting so much now. Interesting. Um, so, by the way, and I think I said this on the previous podcast, Mexico City, gorgeous city, fucking so much to go on there. 20, 24, between 24 and 26 million people, one of the biggest cities in the world. Incredible food. I talked about that. Um, and like so much fucking culture, a lot of museums we went to, like a lot of cool monuments. The weather was amazing. Um, and then the day after we recorded, my brother and I got jumped and robbed at a market in <laughs> Mexico City, and they took our phones and our wallets. And that was fine because it was only at 2 p.m. in the middle of the day. And it was OK, too, because there were a bunch of people walking around us and they, they didn't do anything. Um, and that was on Thursday. And then we left. Sorry, that was on Wednesday. We recorded on Tuesday and then we left Friday because we just thought that. I don't think this country has much else to offer for us in particular on this trip. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and I guess, um, you know, no, how did like you guys put up a fight? It's like, well, they were sort of, I mean, I don't, I want to, here's the thing <laughs> about these individuals who, you know, I don't know what they looked like, but um, I think that um, it was kind of cheap. It was very cheap. You know, and, like if I were to attack somebody, I'd want to look them in the face uh, they ran up, uh, these guys, fellas could have been ladies, you know, doc the doctor was a woman, um, that, um, came up. We we're just walking on the streets being, you know, Americans being patriotic. You know, I'm not going to apologize for that. My brother and I, um, and, uh, these guys come up and they put us in a chokehold or headlock, which we were later told by a cab driver is actually has the name because it's so common. It's called La Plaza China which is means this the Chinese arm. Um, and that's a thing that I guess they do to unsuspecting um, weak little beta gringos down there, down there below the border. Um, and um, so my brother and I were put in chokeholds and passed out. And then um, they did successfully take all of my things and um, just my brother's phone. So we were stuck sort of in somewhere in Mexico City, which I don't know if I mentioned is between 24 and 26 million people, depending on what you ask. You ask. So um, luckily, my brother was um, very composed. You also know we uh, fans of the show know him. Um, mm. Friend of podcast, um, Gus Reynolds. Guest, guest on the podcast. Guest yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, guest on the podcast. Gus on the podcast. Um, he spoke Spanish. I was, um, you know. Um, I wasn't a wreck. I was saying I was a wreck, but I now that I think about it and like have dreams about it later, I realized that I was actually super, super brave and um handled myself um in a really cool professional way. I could have here's the thing, Jacob. If I wanted to like you know deal with paperwork and get in trouble, I could have kicked these guys' asses. But like here I am on foreign soil, you know. Um, the United States already has sort of a, a few um high profile people incarcerated overseas it's like i'm not trying to add to their issue and i gotta tell you um if i did get my hands on these guys they would have been begging for death um <clears throat> instead of uh you know after what i would do to them um 
I don't know any more questions. That's kind of oh, that's like I, sort of a lowdown. Yeah, you do have a ton. <laughs> I have a ton of questions, Good. and and I do want I, I I don't want any listeners to listen first of all and be like, wow, Jacob's really laughing at this, and uh because for one, it's uh pretty the funny. third time, yeah, the th- yeah, and the third time I've told Jacob, it just doesn't get old. Yeah, and uh for two, uh Noah's all right. He he made it back. Uh, we didn't have to like um you know called embassy to extract him uh he keeps on showing this bark on his arm which could have happened skateboarding so i'm not really sure uh what that there's only one way it could have happened if if i fell on the ground and scratched my elbow because somebody attacked me that's the only way it could have happened um yes if you are curious why jacob is laughing um then i am um with you (laughs) no i'm kidding of course it's silly it's funny um, I, we're very fortunate. That's why we're able to laugh at it, Jacob. You and I, we're jesters, you know, we're clowns. Mm-hmm. What else do we do except, um, right. you know, tragedy? What is it? Yeah. Um, the Hindenburg or something about the world's worst tragedies or one death is a statistic or this is another person's uh, laugh million or, something. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Um, couple things, Noah. First of all, uh, I will tell listeners that. Hold on. Sorry. I am yes. going to interrupt real quick. I have the, I'm obviously, I can say no comment, even though I pretty much just laid out what it was. You know, I did not come my pants, for instance. Um, <laughs> that was no my first comment. question. Too. Okay. No comment. That was, that was my first question. It's like, or I've no, heard rather. That- Okay, no, no, not, okay. not no comment. No is the answer to that. Uh, <laughs> next right. question. You're, you're sounding a lot like Kyrie Irving trying to back up this anti Semitic documentary. Let me tell uh, you. Uh, uh, all right, no. ask me again. Ask me the question again, and I'll give you a straight answer. <laughs> like uh, Kyrie. Actually, but, not like, like Kyrie. Kyrie. Like Kyrie. A uh, couple of things. You, uh, so. I found out about this um, when I got a message from your email into my text message, which oh, is it always, always a bad sign. So that actually did get me worried pretty bad. And you told me that you guys got robbed. And I was like, oh, no, Noah.Reynolds1996 got uh, Gmail got robbed today. And and then I asked if you're okay. I was very nice about it, supportive. I didn't know what I could do, Jesus. literally in a different country. And for some, and you said that you and Gus were wearing um, uh, American flag Hawaiian shirts, right. which. <laughs> I don't know if this says more about me or what I think of you, but I believe that immediately. I thought you were actually wearing American flag uh, uh, shirts, and I thought that that, that 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 that's what happened. And I was like, well, now I think it's funny immediately. So I believe that for a long time. And now that that's not the case, um, it is less funny. But for some reason, I still imagine you and Gus in full uh, don't tread on me American <laughs> You think uh, we're going to do a bit in a dangerous neighborhood where only half of this party speaks the language? <laughs> we're just going to and not film it <laughs> also while well, I took our shit. <laughs> um yeah i i actually don't know what that says more about you or me uh or your um picture of me yeah i would never do that i wore a plain black shirt i actually could not have been more inconspicuous um except of course i was speaking english every here and there but i was doing good at my spanish um when i could <laughs> um and 
uh, yeah, I don't know. That's what I have to say about that. We were wearing, we were very appropriate. So it, it, your first thought was basically he was asking for it, right? What was he wearing? He was asking for it. That was your initial thought. Um, so, and then, and that's, that's also my second thought because okay. um, not first only, it, 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 so you and Gus, I love you guys, you, you know, but uh, very, white flags walking it down in Mexico, uh, to say the least. And then not only that, but this is a very touristy time uh, right. in Mexico, uh, celebrating uh, Dia de la Muertes, which... Dia uh, los Muertos. Dia los Muertos. See, um, and this is why I have a uh, Latinx wife to shield me um, from such uh, troublesome uh, and... Uh, so, but it's a no. Very, go ahead, troublesome and what? The <laughs> very dangerous time uh, okay, down time. in Mexico. Sure, sure. Uh, friend of the podcast, my one of my friends, Jose, who lives in El Salvador, uh, says that Mexico is at a very bad place right now. Uh, which is good that he's from El Salvador and saying that. Um, but he also is like, yeah, I wouldn't go out with less than four people together. In a group, exactly. So. so this is all information that my brother and I got after the fact. I get it. Hindsight is twenty twenty. But you motherfuckers uh, definitely dropped the ball. You know, I we also got this cab driver back who was telling us, he was like, so where'd you guys get robbed? We were like, we told him the place, which I'll fucking tell you. It's Marqueta Merced in La Ciudad de Mexico. And he was like, oh, yeah, you guys got robbed there. It's like, yeah, I never fucking go there. We're like, what the fuck? How did nobody tell us this? Absolutely. We're great. We're white flags. You know, like I said, I'm not fucking ashamed of my country, Jacob. Um and uh yeah i'm sure we stood out but also like people got a you know w uh, deer in the headlights you know a, a face on my egg just a whole lot of a whole lot of user error and i take no responsibility yeah okay all right no responsibility that's fair and uh yep. so my i think my my next question that i i asked you was that what what did your parents react cuz they're with you right on this trip mm -hmm. and um for some reason i don't know why i expected your mom or or your dad both to start calling the embassy or calling um uh, ben affleck and argo yeah i was going to make an argo thing fuckhead <laughs> um, and uh try to get you ex escorted um, around or extracted from the country mm -hmm. um, and from what I can tell it was pretty nonchalant actually and just about like yeah let's just cancel all the cards so let me tell you something they were conveniently not with us when we were attacked you know because we were this was a family trip we were together the whole time um, it was sort of like a kind of perfect scenario kind of thing um, you know they they took all of my things they left just one you know they left us just enough um that we could get by if we needed to um they were each in separate locations my mom was in the hotel and my dad was at a gallery and it's like uh you know i don't i don't believe in like conspiracy theories and i certainly don't believe in like blaming people for things that they didn't do but um I don't know if their alibis are as strong as maybe they would like to think that they are. And that's maybe where I'm going to leave it with my parents in this issue, because it's sort of not a closed case as far as I'm concerned. Um, so, so you're hinting at like an inside job type of situation. Ah, I don't know if that's really what I'm saying. 
But I do say what I do said before, which is it was very convenient. Um, you know, it was a it was an ambush for lack of a better term. And um, yeah, my parents weren't around, which is, you know, nice it, for them. It is a little odd that your dad did come in his pants uh, during the robbery. Well, that's just a family thing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, um, yeah, Jacob, you've been punched one time in the face at a comedy show. Um, but this is way cooler. And, um, I don't know. Um, look, this, this is, and, and I think I did tell you immediately too, that hopefully one day this is funny. And I think you do have a bit, um, and, and you could say it in your Noah Reynolds type voice. You Shut know, up, so. you fuckhead. Yes. Uh, uh, here's this next guy. He's real crazy and wacky and fucking He's a goofball. He's a little weirdo. Hey, everybody. I'm fucking middle of the road, you know, Sebastian fucking Maniscalco. All right. I'm not I don't have a voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, it, it, and I do want to point out. I think I think your bit might be what you told me and my, my wife is that you don't hate Mexicans. Uh, you hate those two Mexicans. Yeah, um, those two guys I do hate. And, and also, yes. well, I don't want to work bits out, but yeah, I think it's um, I think that's smart. I think that's a good one for sure. I think that's good, and I think the big reveal might be that there was one Mexican that did it. Um, I think that might be, <laughs> or it's two girls, or eh, I don't know. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure. I was out supposed to go to an open mic yesterday and ended up watching the Nuggets, which is still part of my job. Um, it's still part of your job. Look. Um, uh, regular uh, listeners of the program may be like, um, all right, this is the part where we talk about chicken. And we did eat chicken, but I'm making the executive decision to push it to next week and talk about it. Because for one, we only have eight more minutes to talk about chicken. And I think we actually uh, deserve to talk about this last place that we ate as a full segment. And um, in a way, you played chicken in Mexico. <laughs> no, no, sir. All right. I played fucking wolf. Those guys played sheep. That was the game that was being played, if you want to be totally honest. I, and if you want to call sheep the chicken of dark meat, mm -hmm. which I guess is lamb or whatever, <laughs> then then good. Then, yeah, I played wolf. <laughs> One part that you told me, Noah, that did make me uh, sad for you. Um, and make me made me feel bad was that you felt like um somebody was running up on you like someone knew you right so, like it was kind of like that so it's like you know i have a lot of big friends you know tall fat otherwise big long ways and big short ways yes Nathan um, and, yeah no <laughs> um but uh i i think that people you know i'm a i'm a um i'm a regular sized average male um american so people come up sometimes um, behind me and, you know, put me in a headlock or like, you know, cover my eyes, you know, as like, a, hey, you know, to fuck with you, to be like, uh, this is a joke. I'm pretending to attack you. Um, but so like my very first split second was like, oh, this is somebody in Mexico City who sees my brother and I and doing a little goof. And then like pretty quickly, I realized uh, I realized that's not what was happening. But um yeah, <laughs> I, I'm glad we talked about the one part that you didn't think was funny. Now, that was the best. Um, it was weird. The guys were reaching into my pockets, and one of them was um, almost touched my uh, 
privates and then fucking then he ran away so <laughs> so so let me and 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 gus didn't have anything stolen or did no, he have he had his stuff? phone his okay phone stolen. all right that makes more sense but he still had his wallet which is a little odd yeah his his claim was that his pants were tighter on his body <laughs> which is like you know i don't know what kind of person says that. all right so you guys aren't sure that nobody did help you right like this it might be like somebody actually i don't know probably couldn't stop it but um maybe spooked him a little bit to run off and maybe not complete the job um i mean i don't know what the hell you're talking about um i think that's ridiculous i pray i, right. I think the people who were looking over us were uh, divine type people figures males and females we're very lucky once again, that we didn't get, you know, I mean, if this had happened in downtown Denver, we would have been, you know, stabbed to death or something like that. So I'm actually happy that it happened in a city like Mexico City. <laughs> okay, because, well, <laughs> the things it could have been way worse. You know, I mean, if I was walking on Greeley, anywhere in Greeley or some shit like that. Yeah, the wrong side of the tracks in Greeley would have been way worse. I will say that. It could have obviously been way worse in Mexico City too. I uh, um so I don't know. I, worst I, case scenario, what mm -hmm. do you think? Worst case scenario, uh, what, we're cut up into little pieces, and my arm has like a poster on it for why I got murdered, and then my head has like a little poster on it for why I got murdered, and then like my brother, his whole body is like you know draped over a a byway or an overpass, like by his ankles, and then like just because my parents are also killed you think that's the worst case scenario yeah or you just go missing and then i have to do, like, <laughs> like the honorary hero in the middle of the nuggets game is noah reynolds just for going to mexico and uh we never find him again and then me and nathan have to do a podcast yeah right. uh, you would i would hope that you would kill yourself before before i would hope that actually that would happen anyway if i just went missing I, I hope that's the plan. I hope that's your fucking plan. That that is that is the plan. Um, and you sound actually like my wife a little bit. Uh, she says if she dies, that I have to uh, mourn her or kill myself uh, for multiple years. But if I die, she gets to move on because it's her life. So um, very good bit. Um, and is Nathan still around? Can we talk to Nathan about yeah, his you, thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I've talked to him about it at nauseum. Um, okay. I'm going to have to, I guess, give you... Yeah, let's get Noah out of this, thing. actually. Uh, uh, let's get... I just, don't know. Hold on, me... I also want to make a point. Can I make yes. a point real quick? Yes, and then I'll ask Nathan. I, yeah. I, I, I disagree with your ability to make an executive decision on election day. I think that that's bullshit. And I'm not going to veto it, and I'm not going to push back. But I also want you to know that that's not how democracy works, and that you're doing it on this holy of days uh, is a low blow. Um, but yeah, I'll hand it over to Nathan, and I guess Jacob has some questions for you. Do you have time? Well, I didn't know. Hey, Jacob. Hey, Nathan. Hey, I just want to take this opportunity because you are right next to Noah, and it seems like you've heard this Mexico story a couple times. Um, one, what were your initial thoughts when Noah told you this? What, what, what were you thinking? You can hear? Yeah. Uh, it broke my heart. I love Noah, and I. it's like everybody's worst nightmare. You don't want to have anything like that happen when you're just, you know, trying to travel and enjoy a, an, another place. And, you know, he already was a little no. an anti-Mexican. <laughs> 
and so now it's like you love mexican food but that Mm -hmm. but you'd rather a white person make it Mm -hmm. with a with a recipe that a mexican guy wrote down so (laughs) it's complicated but uh you know now it's like what does noah look like going forward you know does he get radicalized does Mm -hmm. he get does he get a swastika tattoo on his chest probably not because of the jewish angle yeah but uh, <laughs> is that what you think I'm well doing? you're jewish adjacent it's not like you yeah, go true. to it's true it's not like you go to kibbutz and schmelk your gazanks every <laughs> sorbeth <laughs> well, well that 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 make, definitely makes me feel worse for almost laughing immediately um so oh, that's, that's good think he, no. he got bonked on the head i i got I'm very concerned he um, got bonked mm-hmm. him and his his twin brother somebody was like well there's too too many of those guys <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so maybe it was race motivated maybe it was you know hate motivated maybe noah was flashing a nice necklace and a watch and mm-hmm. he was asking for it but i say no and, i say and, he should have been able to have a nice time down there cool and are you open to any there's a couple holes in noah's story you know a part no. of me a part <laughs> of me thinks that noah and gus may have ran into each other and knocked their heads <laughs> out or they, they thought- they stepped on rakes and then they got robbed. Um, okay, so I'm kind yeah. of the Chinese arm thing is a little suspicious, right? Why? Why? Invo- yeah. Why? Why involve the Chinese? Is this a COVID? Why involve is this a Chinese? COVID thing? Also, yeah, I didn't think about it, but you make me think that maybe uh, Noah and Gus both thought that they were looking at a mirror and they wanted to check out their fit real quick, and they ran towards mm-hmm. the mirror, and it was actually. The or other. they're they're both running after stray dogs that caught their eye, you know, and trying mm-hmm. to grab them and then pick them up and and then and, and wrestle them. But uh, those are all Possible. my questions, uh, Nathan. But thank you let's, for joining let's keep the podcast. Dig, let's, let's keep dig. Yeah, well, let's keep digging and let's uh, let's find the truth. You know, maybe maybe you and I start a side podcast that explores what happened down there, and maybe mm-hmm. we go down there and have a great time. It's called Serial Two, I think. Uh, we'll, we'll do Serial <laughs> Two. Serial, yeah. yeah. Serial. Because... Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, but thank you, Nathan. Um, and now we're back to <laughs> our regular Gross. scheduled programming. Uh, Noah's uh, disgusted that he has to put in earbuds that Nathan Lund was wearing. <sighs> um, even though that, so uh, I appreciate you, Noah, for telling the story. Absolutely. Um, Again, I was very brave. It was cool of me. It's going to be cool of me when I, I don't know, be able to defend myself in high pressure situations, which I am looking forward to and is a plan of mine. Um, So um, I think I would just put everybody sort of on warning for that um, when my hands become, you know, deadly weapons. Um, And if I ever find these fellas or persons, because like I said, Death is going to be the least of their worries. So mm-hmm. sort well, of, that's where I want to end it or right. where we can end it. I don't know. Do we have, um, is that? Nope. That's going to be it. Okay, uh, yeah. Noah's Mexico mugging is brought to you by the basketball podcast network. Uh, first and- thing was that the first thing you thought of for the podcast was we, it's the Noah's Mexico mugging. I well, like it's it. Brought to you by DraftKings, everybody. <laughs> uh, and if you want a uh, Noah's Mexico mug, that's going to be up on our our, our site with along oh, with shit. our. Shirt. That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And it's just uh, Noah just uh, being sad, looking down at Gus's shoe that he had to pick up. Um, it was my shoe, yeah. Okay, it was, it was his own shoe. Uh, I don't know how to trade. NFL Sundays are only getting better, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do, Noah. Uh, did you catch any football down in Mexico? Um, You know, it's funny. The day we left was the day the Broncos played in London. Oh, London. Wait, wait. The Broncos played in London. And I thought I was going to be able to watch on the plane, but I didn't. But they they won the game. So, Go Broncos, um, Super Bowl bound. Uh, thank God you didn't get robbed in London, Noah. You would have got shot with a musket. I know. Uh, but check this out. On DraftKings, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app now, place a game, the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, and point totals. I've been using it, Noah, uh, to bet against my favorite team, the Carolina Panthers, and boy, I am almost a millionaire. Uh, With bigger payouts than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to when betting on the NFL. This is my favorite part of the podcast, Noah, and you got it, the call to action. Perfect. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook uh, app now. Use promo code THPN. Uh oh, and place a five dollar um, pre-game money line bet. Get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. With promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. And if you're, you know have a gambling problem or are are a problem with gambling just call those numbers hell yeah noah um we should shout out next week we will talk about the carbon cafe and bar where we had brunch and see if we can remember the sweet and uh spicy chicken biscuit that's what that's what it was and maybe we eat oh maybe we double up maybe we have two because i know jacob chicken is certainly eh, every other day if not every day part of your Mm -hmm. life and yes i'm okay having a second meal maybe we double up um, I think we double up. I mean, I know we've talked about them, but I did have chicken McNuggets today. Chicken, uh, McNuggets. That's insane. I also had chicken McNuggets today. <laughs> Damn. And that happens pretty rarely. Um, so Actually, two episodes ago, we both went to Popeye's at the same time. So, Well, uh, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't happen. I mean, how many of these things have we fucking done, Jacob? I think, it's, I think we're getting more <laughs> in sync. I think we're um, to make an incredible transition, getting to where Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray are getting to right now. Yes. Which is on the same fucking page. Mm-hmm. The same chemistry that Ben Affleck and the audience have in Argo. Um, we we were... Uh, <laughs> I just Let's make five Argo references. Yeah, this, please. This um, <laughs> boy, Noah, I am so excited about the Denver Nuggets. We're going to get into it. Um, if you are listening to the podcast and you just wanted to hear Noah's Noah Mexico mugging story, uh, that ends now. We're going to talk about straight basketball, zero jokes, um, and uh, just some ball, Noah. Since the last we talked, the Denver Nuggets had beaten the Oklahoma City Thunder at their building and then beat the San Antonio Spurs in our building and then also beat the San Antonio Spurs in their building. Um, So 
obviously the best week so far of the season for the Denver Nuggets. And um, I just wish first that the Nuggets could play the Spurs and the Thunder the entire season. That'd be pretty cool. Um, How do you feel about these games, Noah, uh, that you were watching uh, in a uh, mostly in a different country? Am I right? Um, I was no, all of those games. uh, No, uh, no, because the Nuggets had those four days off and I got back on. Friday. Oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, Sorry. but yes, I was watching here. I was um, I was back stateside, and um, say your question again. What are my thoughts? Uh, initial thoughts on these games. Uh, nuggets right now. This is uh, vibes this, are good. Vibes are immaculate. These games were my favorite games, obviously, to watch all year. Um, last night's game got a little bit close. The spur, the second Spurs game, got a little bit closer at the end. And actually, we didn't really have a whole handle of the game from the get-go but um the first Spurs game was I told you this when I saw you the best beginning to end Nuggets performance I've seen in maybe a few years but certainly this season without a doubt um and just kind of the you know just like moving the ball ball movement fucking perimeter d you know um defending under the rim like all of the things that have been in have been issues in the past the bench dude um, you know, coming out of the third quarter slow, all of those things that are usually an issue and frankly have continued to be an issue since that game were, didn't seem to exist. It seemed like the absolute best version of the Nuggets. Um, and I'm, of course, talking of, of that. Um, sorry, let me see here. I don't remember the exact score. The 122, the... Uh, 126 fucking, to 101. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. 126, 101 game um, to the Spurs. And, you know, the Spurs are also, we have to make a point, they are no pushovers. They're not this tanking team. None of these tanking teams, we talked about it, are, are living up to those expectations. Maybe Houston a little bit. But, um, <clears throat> and, you know, we had, the, we had the same record with OKC as when we went in to play them. And now we're 7-3 and three and we're tied for second place in the West. Sorry, that's the, sorry, we're tied for fourth in the West, um, second in our um, conference. But... Um, I am, uh, just so excited. Cause I think this is, this is kind of the ceiling that, or maybe, you know, we're getting to, get, we're getting closer to what that ceiling could be with a healthy Murray, a healthy MPJ. I mean, healthy Aaron Gordon, frankly, and a healthy, um, Jokic. And then also, you know, these were really big, important games for bones who continues to, uh, you know, make a name for himself um, in the NBA. I, I hear pundits just talking about him saying how much they like him. He's such a goddamn likable guy. I mean, we've gone through this ad nauseum, but this is the best version of the Nuggets that I've seen. Um, and, you know, we have a four-game road trip coming up. Uh, we've had the fewest also home games of any NBA team this year, um, and we're coping with that really well. There are just a lot of things that um, – are you know really positive to be looking at and i have a bunch of stats here just in terms of the nuggets at some point i'd like to share too first let's uh i want to talk about bones a little bit because um i i i honestly have been up and down on bones this season already um i do think without him the bench is unplayable so there's that and then i also i'm not loving He's not really running the second unit yet. Um, I think he he does his own. Uh, if he's hitting shots, 
they're awesome and they're great. But I think he's still almost the most important player for the Nuggets right now because, like you said, that Saturday night game against the Spurs, Bones uh, led the the team with points with 24. If he's going off like that, Jokic gets to sit the entire almost second half, <laughs> you know? So, like, that's a huge deal. And, and I think um, it's very clear he – thrives off this home crowd so now this next step in bones career is going to be um killing it on the road and doing this more consistently um i i there's just sometimes where i'm just like man it's taking him like 12 seconds to get the offense into place right you know which is go ahead sorry no which is just i mean he's just still just such a young player and uh, he he's really good at passing but i don't know if he's like uh has played point guard that much in his career you know sure. like he's he's more of an actually an allen iverson type shooting guard which he talked about <clears throat> um so Interesting. i yeah, think absolutely. i i think it's going to be a long learning curve of just like kind of running an offense um so that when his shots aren't falling then he's actually um, connecting with Bruce Brown on some cuts. He's he's pretty good with like a basic pick and roll with a center, you know. And him and DeAndre Jordan are doing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, they've they've made some great. Uh, I thought some really good connections this year. Yeah, better than the, probably expected. Certainly, I think so too, for sure. But a lot of that is when he's hitting shots that the defense has to um, kind of collapse on Bones a little bit, right? For so. Sure. Um, I, I I do agree that like a couple games here, he's obviously much needed because without him, uh, there's and without Ish Smith, who hasn't been playing for like a week, there's no backup point guard. And that is kind of what happened in that Sunday night game against the Lakers. Um, and that we talked about the last loss the Nuggets have. So um it, it's very encouraging. I, I do want a little more uh consistency, but um and maybe just a little more uh, running with the second unit, but also the second unit hasn't had a lot of time yet either. And, and so I think just with that to more season reps, um, you know, we talk about Bruce Brown being versatile, but I think he's having a little trouble more with the second unit um, kind of fitting in, uh, which he's a brand new player to the rotation too. Uh, and with DeAndre Jordan, brand new player to the rotation. I do think though that like compared to the, even the even the three losses we've had, I think these this last week you can see already that the, there are parts of the second unit though and the bench that are coming better, are coming more together. Those pieces I really we talked about it last week. I think was the MPJ being staggered with that second unit. Um, I really like that. Uh, there's you know I don't know how I feel about DeAndre and Jeff Green on the court at the same time. That can kind of be. Uh, I don't know, a double-edged sword, um, but, uh, you know, that's a big lineup. Um, I, I definitely feel better um, about some of these things, but to your point, um, I've also said in the past that um, Bones' usage and just his, you know, um, tendency to have the ball is sometimes worrisome. Um, and then, you know, every time I'll see him take some ridiculous shot, and I think it's the worst thing. He will, you know, at least half the time make it, which yeah. I guess is a good, you know, that's a good percentage. Same with MPJ, though. You know, they both kind of take absurd shots that uh, MPJ has a better record, but that, that really make you uh, nervous when they shoot. But 
they're incredible shooters and um you know, you know uh, they're going to get better but i do think you know when bones is carrying the ball for 10 seconds and you know there's 2 seconds on the shot clock or something and uh he misses then that's you know a really wasted possession and he doesn't pass once but i think a lot of that is just youth um and it'll go, get figured out but yeah his passing is great i mean there he made a few really good fucking um dimes in the uh san antonio miniseries kind of yeah so the first san antonio game um i was freaking out because i think they figured out the rotation and it worked beautifully in that game and you're talking about this kind of mostly um where so but for the uh, beginning of the season christian brown has been like the first uh reserve off the bench um he he's not cooled down a little bit but i think malone's figured out the fit right so um when you have mpj staggering and he comes out first and then you put bruce brown into the starting rotation nothing really uh bruce brown can do that it is great he just adds more of a defensive mentality to the starting five and him and Jokic are amazing already together um so that's he can be uh he's going to be a denver nugget forever i can already tell so that's great um so when this happens and you have bones and mpj that's your offense for the bench right and that's great they they in that first san antonio game they even went back and forth a little bit of taking ridiculous threes and making them um and that works because then you do have uh bruce brown playing d as like this other guard and then you have jeff and d uh deandre who um yeah, uh, DeAndre has actually been very good defensively sure. and much better than Boogie defensively, too. Um, and he doesn't argue at the refs after every play or whatever. So that's kind of nice. Um, but uh, and then adding that. So and Jeff Green, uh, probably the most like solid defender the Nuggets have, like never really messes up um, like that anyway, either, because he's just a vet and knows where to go and what to do. So I really like that because then you're bringing Braun in almost the last bench player rotation in, and then he gets time with Jokic and the starting five when the starting five doesn't have MPJ, um, which I love because he doesn't have to shoot at all. Like if he has an open shot, he's going to take it and he's been pretty solid so far, but um, he's not like a, a huge offensive threat yet. And so him with the starting unit, uh, Jamal and Jokic can do their thing. And then, um, then you just have a very solid perimeter defender along with them. So I'm very excited about that rotation. And it's damn. Yeah, um, that was, that was impressive. So yeah, they're basically doing the same thing for, for the starting lineup and the bench where they're taking one of those guys, staggering them, letting him, letting them play, whether it's MPJ or Christian Braun Brown, letting them play their various role and then having those other guys supplement, you know, whether it's Bruce Brown with the defense or fucking Jokic and Jamal with the offense on the first unit. Yeah. So I think that's like incredibly well put and should be great formula. And you can also, I mean, you could, you could switch a few of those guys out. I mean, um, uh, you know, pick and you could switch those guys out if you really needed to for, I mean, who else do we have? Um, I mean, so I mean, and then you could do the same thing. I think even giving KCP the keys to the bench for a little sure. bit might yeah. be an option. It's it's all, um, and especially in the playoffs, it's going to be very matchup based. Like they're not going to do that right now. They're trying to figure out what a normal rotation is. Um, but yeah, I think if if 
Uh, and, you know, we know Mike in and out uh, engagement, uh, in and out defensively. Uh, KCP is not that, I don't think. Um, so uh, there's there's many things like that. I don't think Malone's ever really uh, put AG in this spot to kind of run the bench. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a little on purpose um, because he'll just start taking turnaround jumpers or whatever right. and stuff. But um, so he's like strictly a Jokic guy at this point, but um, like the perfect Jokic guy, like even more than Bruce Brown. So um, I'm super duper excited. They did the same rotation uh, to a little more mixed results in San Antonio, but that's again, kind of bones on the road, not being uh, amazing. And then MPJ had a great game, but um, defensively still kind of, uh, yeah, I, I will have to say this, and this is more of an eye test, but I, I have to say MPJ defensively, his effort, I feel like is there. Maybe the results aren't, but man, he is, he is focused and putting in a lot of effort um, in those places that he has not thrived at before. And he just seems like uh, kind of a different player in that sense. He obviously could improve, but if you're watching the games, I think I think it's clear what's going on is and that, that he's trying to get better. Um, and Look, that's I'll just even, a point to take. Yeah, and I'll even say um, the first San Antonio game, MPJ led it the game with nine rebounds, and then the win against Utah, which all of a sudden is the best win of the season. <laughs> uh, MPJ had 13 rebounds and led the team. So even if he, I mean, I know that's not defensive, but even if he's engaged rebounding wise, I think that's a much great MPJ. And um, obviously, and we're not even talking about like his back or anything, you know, like he's playing pretty uh, rec, not reckless, but um, engaged and physical. Yeah, dude. And I think um, so uh, that's, we, I'm glad we talked about the rotation. That's kind of the most, the biggest note I had about that. And that's not even talking about how we are on a three game streak of Jamal Murray being really good. Um, and like real vintage type shit, like, uh-huh. you know, uh, midair shifting body motion, fucking one hand left-handed, you know, like crit. I mean, I've been watching some of this stuff, you know, I mean, we are again, especially in maybe specifically in these last three days in this last week, um, I'm a little bit, I mean, certain Lakers game, I guess was kind of his real big, um, show, but man, it, it is totally vintage fucking Jamal. And I don't know what it is and how there was like a real shift. He's moving quicker. We talked about that even, uh, since the Lakers game. Um, and you know, he's also going to be only playing 32 minutes. So it's like the, the, the time he's going out there, I think he's really going to fucking make every minute of it. Um, he hasn't really been shooting super great uh you know from three but i do think that all of those other pieces are there he just looks fucking he looks ready i don't know look the whole thing and i don't know if this is like a national conversation but the nuggets fans and or media or whatever it was always kind of mental right but jamal coming back uh very hard mental hurdles for him to kind of get back into um gameplay being able to kind of get that little spark going um but when he dunked on two people in Oklahoma City and started screaming peop- and screaming at the game and in a spot where they needed that, actually, yeah. Um, yeah. that made me almost cry more than seeing him being introduced for the home opener, uh, which I did cry. Uh, but uh, it just 
that was the moment where I was like, all right, he's he he not only knew the Nuggets needed this, and he uh, dunked and yelled and got into the game, and that's the Jamal Murray. He's just a, a winning player um, who was not going to lose that game against totally. the Thunder. Because I feel like a year ago without him, Nuggets probably lose that game against the Thunder. And I feel like without him in yesterday's game against the Spurs, they also lose that game. Vibes-wise, uh, a sure. game where Jokic can't really hit a shot. Um, and even though he had 26 points, so we'll get into mm-hmm. that, I guess. But um, uh, without Jamal in both those games, I think those are losses. And then this week looks really bad. Um, so I think it's going to be uh, – it's just even the beginning of it, too. Um I'm super excited. I feel a little weird that in our season preview, I uh, kind of played it off like I thought Jamal would rest more because of his knee injury. Now he's so competitive that he's not going to rest at all. So um, I'm super duper excited. Yeah, dude. Uh, I can't even say enough good things about it. Yeah, yeah. And you can see too, I mean, and again, this is uh, sort of, not analytical or anything, but you, you, the vibes are immaculate out there. Those guys are having a, fun, a ton of fun. Um, Jamal made a no-look pass to AG underneath the basket last night and, once, I mean, was start, started celebrating even before um, Gordon dunked it in. Like, you can see that they're really getting on that same, wa- same wavelength, you know, to the point where, uh, you know, you compare them to, like, the best teams. Um, and it's just something to really look forward to, especially – um, continuing on because getting these um, road games out of the way could be a huge blessing, you know, because then we're going to go home, hopefully with bones, you know, feeding off that energy. We already have the best tied with the best home record in the league. Um, so uh, winning on the road is, is really important and really key. And I think we're, we've shown we can do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Nuggets um, undefeated at home so far. So, um, and that's something that didn't happen last year. Um, Nuggets were a better road team yeah. than a home team. So even having that, and they've been playing, especially the game yesterday, a lot more transition, um, uh, pushing the pace transition-wise. And I think um, MPJ is a huge part of that because that's kind of where he, that's his specialty is taking those transition threes off the fucking, yeah. uh, you know, with speed. And he, we also happen to be, ta- I think, be are one of the t- top, uh, transition point teams in the NBA too. Um, you can you can just feel def- defenses now being like, oh, this is a lot to defend, right? Like, um, you can't double up Jokic at all, pretty much. Um, I mean, two wins against Oklahoma City where they doubled Jokic pretty much the whole time. Um, you can't uh, help off of MPJ at all, and then you just have a normal two man game with uh, Jokic and Jamal. And then if this transition game keeps on getting better and better, you're going to have to look not only for MPJ pulling up for three, which is his, like best shot is in transition. Then you have Jokic just fucking hail marrying it to Aaron Gordon. And then that's not even going into KCP. Who's a professional basketball player out there on the, on the court and can hit an open shot, which he can get pretty much whenever he wants, because he's the fifth option on the team. So I, it, it's, it's coming all together, I think is kind of, of what I'm feeling like. And I love it now because um, nobody's talking about them now. Um, they lost a couple games to begin with and the spotlight all of a sudden turned down. So we'll see how that goes when maybe at the end of this month, if they 
I don't know, looking at the schedule, they might be able to win out a little bit or have a very good positive record. Um, that might be getting ahead of myself, but uh, Celtics on Friday. That's yes. that'll be the one. Yeah. So um, uh, that actually would be on NBA TV. So maybe think eyes do kind of turn over to the Nuggets, but um, thank God for the Utah Jazz actually, because uh, now the Nuggets are all of a sudden again under the radar, and that's for exactly sure. where they want to be. And we're not even like touching into a good Jokic uh, yet. So um, who also, by the way, since we to- talked last talk. Um, broke um, Will Chamberlain's triple double record, so um, that is congratulations to him. I mean, it's it really is just like another thing, you know. He's he's gotten to that point that Giannis, LeBron, like generational point where it's like these things just become what happens when you you know. So and he, of course, more than anybody, a lot of these superstars will pretend that they don't care or whatever, and they really do, but he really just does not care, um, which is why we fucking love him. But yeah, just another thing um to add to the mantle what um what were your uh stats that you're going you're gonna throw out yes I, these are gonna... thank you last thing of course um it is it just i mean a lot of this is shooting but and offense but it shows you what where we've been recently um first of all the nuggets have seven players that are averaging 10 plus a game um, they are the best shooting team in the NBA by a lot. Um, they have the best three point percentage and the best field goal percentage. Um, let me see. Um, they, sorry. Um, uh, I think those are the ones, <laughs> the, those are the main ones. Um, let's see. Oh, and they're also shooting, um, less free throws than most teams. They're shooting some of the lowest free throws than anybody and missing all of the free throws that they're shooting, by the way, really terrible free throw shooting on the actual team. So all of that is without getting calls and without, you know, taking advantage of those. Um, So if this kind of trend continues, then we'll be, we'll be the best team in the West. Definitely. Definitely the best shooting that's ever been around Jokic, uh, yeah. almost a hundred percent. And just getting it, just it's it's back to a place where like anything MPJ does is a bonus, which is crazy. You know, like he if he was on the Rockets or the Magic, he would be like a a, a twenty five point player just shooting like a hundred times a game. Um, so just having him and then all of a sudden Bruce Brown can hit threes, um, you know, is just like an extra dimension that the Nuggets don't have. Um, man, very positive vibes. I hope this keeps on going and we don't simmer down from this, Noah. Any thoughts about Jokic and Jamal uh, trying to be PB&J as a nickname? I love it. Yeah, you Next love it? question, yeah. I don't did you care. see, that? Yeah. Did you see no. that whole interaction? I didn't. Uh, Jamal and uh, Jokic talked about it, and Jamal was like, "Well, you have to be peanut butter because you're thick." And then uh, uh, Jokic uh, said, "Yeah, that's fine." And then he's like, "And I'm the glaze on top, or something very sus that uh, kind of got a little viral uh, in Twitter land." So uh, uh, missed it. We'll have to look it up. We'll look it up immediately. We'll look it up immediately. Um, before we get out of here, Noah, looking up. But uh, this road trip continues um, with three games that we'll talk about next week, I assume. Uh, the at Indiana Pacers, uh, the at 
Boston Celtics, which is a big game, and then at Chicago Bulls, another big game. A lot of a uh, lot of traveling. Um, I'm expecting kind of a lot from the Nuggets still, though. So, um, what are you looking at this game uh, or these games, Noah? Are you are you kind of focusing on the Celtics game? That's going to be a yeah, I am kind I'm, of I test mean, of strength. Yeah, but of um, you know, of course, if anything is taught, if we've learned anything, I should say from the last few seasons more than likely we'll lose to the worst teams on this and maybe make a meal out of the Celtics. But I hate, I hate, that's why I hate making predictions. I live in the now dude. Um, my mind wants to tell me that this is going to be a two and one road trip, but I kind of um, feel like, again, history has told us that we'll fucking lose to the bulls um, and we'll lose to the Pacers. <laughs> but um I don't know. It literally could be, we could go two one. We could go through. What a dumb fucking analyst I am. You get it, dude. I get it. And I'm, you know, I, it's a new season. They're going three, and zero this week. I'm calling it now. Uh, and by me saying that they will lose only the Pacers. (laughs) Should have just kept it. (laughs) Should have just kept it in. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug Noah before we get out of here? Nothing to plug. Um, I uh, have nothing to plug. I hope everybody gets to travel sometime in their um, life and experience different places Uh, and different cultures. If you want to donate to Noah's GoFundMe for his mugging, uh, you can find that in the show description. Uh, You have to buy a shirt. That's how it works. It's at AmericaFirst.com. And uh, you can donate to a little project that people have kind of decided to get started for me. It's a little construction project. I'll leave it at that. Um, and of oh, course, we're joking. And of course, we're I'm joking. joking. Yeah. We're joking. Noah loves Mexico still, just hates course. Two, two Latinx guys. Yeah. Um, nope, nothing else. Anything for you? Uh, follow us on Twitter at NuggetsPod and on Instagram at Chicken and the Nuggets. Uh, I don't know if, if, if any listeners are listening this week and uh, live in fucking what is this place i don't know whatever it doesn't fucking matter somewhere in the mountains i'm opening up for mike kaplan but whatever it doesn't matter uh in fucking avon i don't know it's true this i'm cutting this out all right bye everybody bye